Matthew chapter 28. And as soon as you find that passage, go to Acts 8 and you can put something there. We're going to go to Matthew 28 uh, this morning and then we'll go over to Acts chapter 8. Pastor and Heritage Baptist Church, thank you so much for the invitation, the opportunity uh, to be here. I'm so thankful for it and I pray that the Lord would bless our time together today. Here in Matthew chapter 28, if you'll look with me at verse 16, we'll read to the end of the chapter. Uh, this is a missions conference, missions revival. The theme is missions. It's about people uh, here in the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we'll read this passage here about the Great Commission, and then we're going to turn over to Acts chapter 8. So Matthew 28, 16, the Bible says this, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Now if you would turn over to Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. Begin reading in verse 1, Acts chapter 8 and starting with verse 1. The thought this morning here in Sunday school is this, scattered abroad and scattering abroad. Speaking of the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, how they were scattered abroad, but as they were scattered abroad, they were scattering the word of God. They were scattering abroad. So here in Acts 8 verse 1, and Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time there was great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hailing men and women, committed them to prison. Therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. And that's what missions is about. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, we, we love you this morning and we realize that we need you. And Father, I pray that you'd fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit, that nothing, uh, Father, that, that uh, I could say this morning that would be taken a wrong way, Father, that you would just keep me from doing that, Father, that you would help me and give me liberty this morning to preach your word and to teach your word, Father, as you've given it to me, as you've given it to us, and Father, that you would stir our hearts for missions, and Father, that you would help us to see uh, that we can do much more for the cause of Christ so the folks can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, and Father, help us all uh, to make that commitment uh, to be involved with scattering uh, the word of God around this world so many people that need to know you as savior and father we pray that you bless to that end this morning in jesus name amen scattered abroad and scattering abroad is the title of the message in order to be about the lord's business his work scattering abroad we must be in touch and in tune with the heart of god someone has said and i like to say this in missions conferences that missions is the heart of god god is desirous that all the world hears the gospel of jesus christ and listen this morning even with just a casual perusal of the scriptures you will clearly see and understand that getting out the gospel of jesus christ both near and far 
is the reason behind the cross of Christ. Jesus Christ died on the cross because that is the message. The message of the cross is the mission's message. It is getting out the fact that Jesus Christ came to this earth. He died on a cross. He was placed, his body was placed in a borrowed tomb, but praise God, on the third day, he rose from the dead. He ascended to heaven and he lives forever. And now he is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And that is the message that needs to get out both near and far, all throughout the world, scattered abroad and scattering abroad the word of God. This message that uh, I, I'm giving out here this morning in, in Sunday school was a message that I preached at, at our church, thinking about our church there in Heber Springs and, and what God has done through the years. And, and this could be said about just about any church. And so I'm gonna go ahead and give this out this morning. So think about this. When we look at what God has done through Heritage Baptist Church just this past year through Faith Promise Missions, how many missionaries are supported by the church? A hundred missionaries. There's a hundred missionaries that are supported by Heritage Baptist Church that have been scattered abroad and they're scattering abroad the word of God. That's a tremendous blessing. The word of God is being preached in numerous countries around the world. So as we think this morning, about what God has done this past year. And think about what God has done through Heritage Baptist Church in the past 27 years. We ought to be sitting here this morning rejoicing in the blessings of God, saying God is good. Think about what God's done. God has allowed us to have a small part in getting the gospel to the regions beyond, much farther, much farther than the borders of the United States of America. People have heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. They've been saved and now they have a church to go to praise God for that we ought to be rejoicing in that fact this morning but we're still here and this morning is faith promise missions commitment morning we need to be reminded that there are still many people that need to be reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ so so many need to still go out and scatter abroad the word of God so thinking about that this morning what needs to be done on our part to be able to support more missionaries, to give more to God, God's work, which is the cause of worldwide evangelism and church planning around the world? This is to say, to give more to God for the purpose of carrying out the Great Commission. Go ye into all the world, all nations, and preach the gospel to every creature. That's every nation, every person. I'm going to try to give you some things this morning. I believe they're very practical. Coming back to the United States, it was interesting because we had been gone for so long. So I like to put it this way. Missionaries, when we leave the country, we take a snapshot, a mental snapshot of how the country is. And we, that, that's how we remember everything. But when we come back, when we compare that mental snapshot to what is really going on and how things are, there's a big difference. So coming back to the States and, and seeing some different things, and uh, I'll maybe mention more about this tonight, but it is amazing the number of people that are in debt. It is astounding the number of people that are in debt, and they can't give more to God because they're in debt. But the Bible says that we have been bought with a price. Our master is the Lord Jesus Christ. He owns us. Here are some things that will help us this morning. Number one, more people participating. 
more people participating. How many people are already participating in Faith Promise Missions? How many more could get involved today? How many more could be more involved in getting the gospel around the world? So number one would be more people participating. And as a, as a pastor, both on the mission field and now back here in the United States, I always tell folks, give the tithe first. Amen. The tithe, you must give the tithe first. And then your missions offering. Listen, you cannot give to missions if you are not tithing. There is no blessing to give to missions when you rob God of his tithe and offerings. You must give your tithe and then your offering. Right here you see it on, it's on the envelope. So as a missionary through the years, not only did we give our tithe, we also participated in Faith Promise Missions. We gave to missions and we still give to missions. You must give your tithe first, but the tithe, that's what's required. Then there's the missions, this Faith Promise Missions that we're talking about. So more people participating, faithful participation. Make your commitment and keep it. Be faithful to give, whether that is weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly. When you make that commitment on your card, I am going to give a certain amount, this amount of money, to missions for, to, to reach the lost with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you make that a weekly commitment, then give it every week. Be faithful to give it. More people participating in missions. And the goal would be 100% participation. Wouldn't that be a blessing? Can you imagine this morning that if every person here at Heritage Baptist Church gave and participated in Faith Promise Missions? Now, I don't know who does and who doesn't, but just think about that. 100% participation would be the goal. In most churches, it is a handful of people that give to missions. In some, they might even reach about 50%. But you can, can you imagine what this church and what my church could do for the cause of Christ if everybody in the church was given to missions? It'd be astounding. I told our church folks, we support uh, 100 missionaries right now. It, I believe personally, if everybody in our church back in Heber Springs was giving to missions, that we would be able to take on another 40, 50 missionaries just like that with everybody participating. So how can we increase our missions giving? By having more people involved in the Faith Promise Missions Program. Number two, more people spending less on the lesser things. More people spending less on the lesser things. Turn over to 1 Chronicles 29. 1 Chronicles 29. 1 Chronicles 29. Number two this morning, more people spending less on the lesser things. We are to be good stewards of what we have received from God. The Bible says here in 1 Chronicles 29 and verse 14, but who am I and what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort? For all things, get this down now, for all things come of thee and of thine own have we given thee. Everything that we have this morning, everything that we own, everything that we're able to make as we go out and we labor and we work and God blesses us and God allows us to have an increase, allows us to have money. All of that comes from him. 
He has placed it in our hands and he says, hey, this I am giving to you to be a steward, be a good steward. This money here is a trust that I have given to you. We are to take out of that money and to give the tithe to the Lord. To the Lord. It is the first 10%, not the last. But also God has commanded us to get the gospel out to a lost and dying world. We are commanded to do that. Then we must give to missions as well. But the amount is between us and God. But we spend so much on the lesser things that we don't have money for the important things. The most important thing, which is the cause of Christ getting the gospel out around the world, supporting missions. Everything that we have comes from God. So think about this, more people spending less on the lesser things. More people looking for new ways to increase your income. I like money. More ways to increase your income. To save more money in order to give to Faith Promise Missions. How many ever heard that word coupon? How many use coupons? Hey, there is nothing wrong with using coupons. Coupons. If you use coupons, you get discounts, you get money off. You're using coupons. And you know what? If you save money, that means that you have more money. Amen? Going out to eat less. No amens there? <laughs> Packing your lunch. Most of the time when I'm at the church office working, I'll, I'll go home to eat lunch instead of going out to eat. But when I go home to eat lunch, I find out that my wife is going out to eat. Just kidding. <laughs> but instead of going, going, wait a minute, wait a minute, I can't go out to eat. If I give to missions, we can go out to eat. But if we went out to eat less, we would have more money to give to missions. Someone has said, hey, live simply so that others can simply live. Going out to eat less, making your coffee at home instead of going to Starbucks. A, a, a venti coffee costs $3.25. I can make a coffee at home for under 50 cents. Can you do the math? But you, oh, you got to go every morning, got to go stop by Starbucks, and you got your Starbucks cup, you're spending $3.25 a day. And then when it comes to the faith promise card, you put on there, okay, I'm going to give $10 a week. Wow. Make your coffee at home. When I travel, I, I don't drink water. I guess the reason's obvious. Uh, for years now, I've been drinking two liters of water uh, a day. But when I travel, I am not going to drink water. Because when I drink water, I've got to stop. I'm one of those guys who are point A, point B. So we, my, my kids, they, they, they knew this. As, and this is a blessing to travel with my wife because it's just the two of us. But when our kids were with us, here we're a 17-hour drive from where we lived in Mexico to get to Austin, Texas. Now, I, I drove the whole 17 hours. We're, we're going to do this thing. And we basically stopped twice. But my kids already knew. When we stop, we're stopping to get gas. They, they're going to go in. They go in with they're going to order their food. And then they're, gonna, they're not going to go to the bathroom first. They go order their food. And then they go to the bathroom while the food's being made. Then they come back, pick up the food. They get in the car. We continue to drive. Point A to point B. So if I'm drinking water, we've got to stop. I don't want to stop. So instead of drinking water, I drink Gatorade or Powerade. I just sip on it. 
because it doesn't do the same thing to me as water does. Okay. How many of you have ever bought a, a Gatorade or a Powerade at a Huck's, at a Casey's, at one of those stores? Okay. How much does it cost at Walmart? Well, it used to cost, a Powerade used to cost 89 cents and a Gatorade cost 99 cents, but not now. It costs a little more because of inflation. But, okay, let's just leave it at that. 89 cents, 99 cents for, for a Gatorade or a Powerade. You go to a Huck's or a Casey's and you're going to pay 249 plus tax. So you know what I do? I go get Gatorade, Powerade at Walmart before I travel so I have it here so I don't have to stop and get it at Casey's or the gas station. Say, so what's the difference? $2.50 versus a dollar. There's a dollar fifty right there. A dollar fifty. And what have I done? I've done nothing other than just plant. There's such basic things. There's a dollar fifty right there. If you okay, you know what? Just one I'm gonna to go to Starbucks four times a week, not five times. Make coffee there. You've already saved two dollars. So now you have two dollars and another dollar fifty, let's say three fifty. Just you, you see how this starts to add up. It's just looking for ways to save money, to increase your income, using uh, coupons, going out to let uh, to eat less, uh, making your coffee at home, doing these kind of things. If you spend more on eating out than you give to missions, and usually Americans spend more on pet food than they do given emissions. Something else, how about apps? Now, I'm not a big app, using apps on your phone, okay? I'm not a, a big apps, apps guy on the phone, but think about apps. Stores, hotels, restaurants, gas stations, they have apps. Reading about them and deciding which ones would work for you is well worth it. I'm not saying fill up your phones with apps, but if you would investigate a little bit about the different apps that, that are out there, the money that you can save. Um, apps can help you save money. You guys already know I like Domino's. Okay. I did get the Domino's app. A large uh, sausage and onion pizza in Heber Springs, Arkansas will cost you $17. Not if you have the app. I get that pizza for eight bucks. Can you do the math there? But here's the other thing. I get points. So I get, when I get 60 points, and for me it's not hard to get 60 points. <laughs> when I get 60 points, I get a free pizza. Hey, there is nothing better than pizza, and there's nothing better than free pizza. But it just, these are simple ways of saving money. When uh, missionaries come in and guest speakers come into our church there in Heber Springs, Arkansas, we have basically two uh, hotels, somewhat nice hotels. Our Holiday Inn Express is a really nice hotel. They just uh, remodeled. It's nice. So we have our Holiday Inn Express and Quality Inn, but we send everybody to the Holiday Inn Express because it is just right down the street from our church. I don't know if anybody here knows David Romero, but he probably could throw a rock from our church building and hit the, hit the hotel. Unbelievable how far this guy can throw a rock. But that, okay, I have been a member 
of Holiday, uh, Holiday Inn Express for, for quite some time. We were traveling as missionaries. When we would, uh, didn't have a meeting, we would stop there, and we would, uh, that's the, the hotel that we used. Okay, so I have a membership there. When I went down there the very first time, and I'm talking to them, okay, we've got a guest speaker coming in. We need to stay here. It's under Clearview Baptist Church. And, uh, and I said, you know, I have a membership here. I was wondering, would I be able to use my membership even though it's under Clearview Baptist Church? I said, oh, not a problem. I said, hallelujah, glory to God. I mean, right now I have 36 free nights at a Holiday Inn Express. That's because I asked. That's it. And a lot of things we don't know because we just don't ask. We're just. So now when we go somewhere, I can go. I don't even have to pay for the hotel room. That means more money in my pocket. That means that I can give more to missions and I haven't got a raise at work. I have, these are just simple, basic things where we're increasing our income. Amazing, amazing thing that you can get on these apps and, or just get on, on and look at some of the things that are out there. And again, I'm not putting all this out there saying, hey, uh, get involved in all this because you have to be very careful. Some of them are, uh, aren't very good. Energy bills. Living on the mission field helped us in this area. Don't waste water. In Mexico, you have water tanks on top of your house. And you never knew when they were going to cut the water off. When we first got the Ixmiquilpan, they cut the water off every day. In the afternoon, they would cut it off. So in the morning, we would walk out. We would open up the spigot outside to see if the water was coming out. Because if the water didn't come out, then you knew the water wasn't going up to your tank. And when you wash two or three loads of clothes, you're out. So you had to, to, to conserve water. You conserve water, you spend less money on your water bill. Um, think about this, turning lights off. In Mexico, there are three categories or levels of energy consumption. It's done by kilowatt. I know this is not what you expected this morning, amen? You mean I can save money by preparing and planning to give more to, to missions? Sounds like work. If you love God and you love missions, it sounds like an opportunity. Amen. There's three basic categories. When you're on the basic level, you pay a certain amount for a kilowatt. When you go to the second level, you pay one and a half times per kilowatt. When you go to the third level, you spend three times for every kilowatt. So there in our house, it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're turning off lights and you know, no. Why? Because you don't want to get to that third level because you don't want to pay three times the amount for a kilowatt. So if we're paying less on our energy bill, then we have more money to give to missions. I know some people in Texas that don't run their AC uh, like uh, many others in order to save money to give missions to missions. Here's something else. Debt. Get out of debt. Get out of debt. Credit cards, the interest. The interest. There, you, you come, well, let me just say it this way. There are people that have their credit cards maxed out. Their minimum payment is basically covering the interest and they're not even paying on the principal that they owe. They become a slave to the credit card. And, and then there, there's something else out there. Uh, I'm not going to pull out mine literally, but uh, this is a Domino's card that I, it's a gift card that was given to me. And thank you so much for those Chick-fil-A uh, gift cards. I appreciate it. But this, this Domino's card right here, just pretend this is my uh, debit card. 
I, I am amazed how people use debit cards. How many of you have $20 in your pocket right now? Don't worry, I'm not coming to get it. <laughs> there are so many people today that they, they don't have cash. They, they'll walk in, they'll, they'll buy a coffee, they'll, they'll buy a soda, they'll pay $1.50 for something. Just, just last weekend, I had went to a Dollar General. I, I, I wanted to eat some cereal, and I didn't have any milk. I was, at, I was out of town. I was in Illinois, and so I went to Dollar General to get a, a half gallon of milk, and I went up to the counter. The guy before me, he went through, and he did something, and it messed up the register, and I'm standing there with my half gallon of milk, and, and, and the guy says, "Can I, uh, just a minute. He goes out and looks for the customer that just had been there. He had already gone. He came back in, tried to do some things with the register. Nothing happened, and then guess what? He called his manager. Manager comes over, looks at the register. He said, that doesn't work. He looks at me. He says, uh, sir, I'm sorry. He said, uh, are you going to pay with this? Uh, pay for this with a card? And I said, no, sir. I'm going to pay cash. He said, can you pay with a card? And I said, well, you know, I, I don't want to. $2.50 on my debit card. I have $2.50 in my pocket. I just want to pay that. And so he said, I'm sorry. You have to do it on a card. And I said, I can't buy my milk. <laughs> He said, what, you want a card? And I said, no. And he said, I'm sorry about that. I said, hey, no problem. It's not your fault. And I walked out the door without my milk. You say, that's an exaggeration. Well, maybe. You don't have to do that. I could have used the card. But here's the point. When you take your debit card, and then you get to the end of the month, you're like, where did all my money go? Parents, some of you folks that know that are, that are older than I am, you guys know because you're wondering, wait a minute, my, why is it that my kids work and they've got money and they don't have, as my dad used to say, two nickels to rub together? It's because of this. They go to the store and they just stick it in there. I've got a card, I've got a card, I've got a card. And as long as it's not rejected, that means I have money in the bank. And they never even look at their statements. They ask, hey, do you want a receipt? No, it's all right. I keep receipts for everything because I want to check to make sure that no one used my number. It's happened before. But these cards right here, using your debit card, constantly swiping, constantly sticking there, you have no idea. I challenge you this morning. I challenge you. Go and look at your statement, whether you do it online, on your phone, or if you get a hard copy still, look at your statement and look how much money, add up how much money that you spent on your debit card. Buying Gatorades and Monsters and stuff at Casey's instead of at Walmart. That is a tremendous way for us to be able to save money. And if we save money, we have more money to give to missions. To earn more money is another way. I know uh, folks said, man, they work hard and they get a raise. Others that work overtime, others that work side jobs. I, I know some pastors that, and church folks that they threw papers. They were, they were paper carriers, paper uh, boys, if you want to say that, uh, for years. Why? For the purpose of making more money. Turn to Luke 17. Luke 17. Luke 17. Okay, Luke 17, need to speed up here. Luke 17, verse 1. Then said he unto the disciples, It is impossible, but the offenses will come. But woe unto him through whom they will come. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he cast into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. 
Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn uh, again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. And boy, after this, this forgiveness lesson, look what he says in verse 5. And the apostle said unto the Lord, increase our faith. Boy, to, get the, to, to be able to, to forgive someone and then they do it again and to, to forgive someone. Hey, we need our faith increased. Now, let's apply that to missions. If we are going to give more to missions, then we need our faith increased. Giving by sight is a starting point, but it is not the same as giving by faith. Giving by faith is sacrificial giving. We had a, a woman that came to our church there in Ixmiquilpan, uh, and she showed up one morning and she said, uh, she said, Pastor, uh, I've got my offering. It's, it's out in the parking lot. Okay, well, bring it in. No, I can't bring it in. He said, you can go out to the parking lot. I went out to the parking lot and it was a pig. She had brought a pig for her offering. So we had to take that pig and basically raise that pig, feed the pig, and then we sold the pig and got the money and that's how we got the offering. But that's how she was able to give. With more people giving sacrificially, giving by faith, giving what they don't have, we could support more missionaries and give the gospel out to all nations in every nation. Our missions giving ought to affect our living. For some, their biggest expense, if you want to call that, that is giving to missions. I know a lot of folks, I know a lot of missionaries that they give more to missions than their tithe. In other words, their missions giving is more money than their tithe. In our church in, uh, in Ixmiquilpan, I, I brought, this is one of the cards that we had made. It says missionaries of uh, uh, Ixmiquilpan Baptist Church. And on the front, we have little uh, pictures. If we didn't have a picture of the family, put a picture of the country, uh, but a picture of the family, the name of the family, the husband's name, wife's name, and the kid's name. And this was a card that we passed out to all of our uh, church folks. Here we had uh, missionaries. We had seven families that were serving the Lord in different areas in Mexico. We have a Mexican missionary in Ecuador, Uruguay, Venezuela, Peru, Chile, Spain, two in France, one in Morocco, um, one in Ghana, Africa, one that's going to Asia, one in Australia, and then we have some more on the back that we took on. These are Mexican missionaries. This is our church there in Mexico, the missionaries that we supported. But think about this. These missionaries, somebody in the States had a vision to get the gospel to Mexico. Someone went to Mexico scattering abroad the seed of the word of God. A church was established. People were saved and baptized. And now those folks have been taught to give to missions. And now they're giving to missions. Listen, God blesses what we do. When we follow his plan and his program, trusting him by faith, God gives us and we give back to him by faith. God takes it, he multiplies it, he blesses it, and he uses it for the furtherance of the gospel. And think about how many people have been saved. Listen, I'm not in Ixmiquilpan anymore. I'm not there. That church is still going on. They're still supporting missionaries right now. What you guys have given, if you did not give another dime to missions, and I'm not telling you to do that. If you did not give another dime to missions, what you've already given will still be working, and it'll still be working even when you're dead. Amen. Because God takes it and he uses it, and he blesses it, and people get saved, and then more people get saved, and then other something else. If we're 
preaching the gospel here, carrying out the work of missions at home, people get saved. They come into church. They begin to tithe. Hey, what's this about missions? Oh, glad you asked. They start giving to missions. These are just some simple ways that we can do more to scatter abroad the seed of the word of God and get into the missionary, get in the missionaries to the mission field. Would you